So there you go, folks. Um, here we are for episode 38 of Door Tunes. Uh, I know we've been away for a while. But unfortunately, you know, life gets in the way. Um, isn't that right? And It does. Yeah. So obviously you'll recognise that, hmm, that doesn't sound like Andy. So this time we've got Will helping us out again. Hello again. Thank you for coming and being part of the show again, Will. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. Right, we may as well just jump straight into it because we've been away a while um, and I've got loads to talk about. Um, actually, looking at the list of the stuff that we've got, this for me has been stuff that I've been playing um, pretty much over the last couple of months. I could tell that it was all PS4 games and I don't have a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get one. I know, but I have a PC and... Um, right, okay. Well, the first one is a PS4 exclusive. Um, it was done by Team Ico, so obviously it's going to be The Last Guardian. Um, right, I may as well get it out of the way. The controls and the um, camera are awful. They're really not good for a game that was released, like, what, this year? Last year? Um, not good. But... Is it the same kind of camera and controls as the um, the games before it, Shadow of the Colossus and stuff? Have they just copied that? Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you can imagine how frustrating it is. But you can see past it, absolutely. Um, and I don't know why. I started playing it a while ago and then stopped and then restarted it again. I've started again. Uh, and there was a bit in it when I was playing the other day. I actually squealed with delight. <laughs> And then I got a little bit upset, oh. but it all—it—it it was okay. Um, I can't obviously explain to you because you just—you really have to experience it, um, and you will one day when you get PS4. One day, yes. Yeah, um, but I can't say you know I can't recommend it more than enough um, to go out and get it. And it's like what sub twenty quid now, so it's a right bargain. Um, as for the actual soundtrack. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> you know, you've got great previews to it with Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and now The Last Guardian. It was done by Takeshi Furukawa, and it's stunning. If you haven't heard it, it is on Spotify, um, so I would urge you to go and give it a listen. Whatever you do, don't look at the track listings. I never do for any games that I listen to on Spotify because you can find there's a lot of spoilers in there. Um, I'm not even sure yeah, if there are this time, but uh, yeah, I just stay away from kind of track names. I just plunk it on, and then if I need to turn it off, I turn it off, and otherwise I'll just leave it to it. So, but yeah, we might as well jump straight in. Um, this yeah. is Overture Lore um, from The Last Guardian by Takeshi Furukawa.
Okay, so the next game we're talking about, the next track, is uh, from Horizon Zero Dawn. It's the main theme. So this is a game that I haven't played, but I've heard a lot about from all of my friends that have a PS4. They say, get a PS4, play this game, play it. <laughs> yeah, it is phenomenal. Um, I got it a couple of months ago, a month ago. Um, have you completed it? No, 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 no. I'm probably a good 30 hours in. And I'm only kind of scratching the surface now. But it's fantastic. That sounds like my sort of game. Yeah, it really is. And, and do you know what? I spend so much time with the photo mode on it because it's so brilliant. <laughs> so I've got a shared um, a shared photo um, album on Facebook that me and my friend post in. And he's always posting photos of Horizon Zero Dawn, just about how nice it looks. And like just doing close-ups of the faces as well. It's crazy. It's fantastic. I think, you know... A hell of a lot of games, more games should have it in it, definitely. Um, but this is, the only thing I dislike about it is called the main theme. Can't they give them a bit more interesting names? <laughs> uh, I'd, when, I think when you're composing, you give them really sort of just bland names, or just random names, and half the time those sticks you get tracks named with really stupid stuff, and the other half time you get tracks named with just bland main theme. Um, this was done by a guy called Yoris Deman and also by The Flight. Um, both I've met at GMC, Game Music Connect, um, and both are really, really nice. Um, and it's so incredibly talented. It just beggars belief. I mean, obviously, as you've heard with this, um, you can't go wrong with any of their stuff, really. Oh, and I must say, by the way, just as an, a side point, you may hear... Um, a little bit of um, scurrying in the background. Unfortunately, that is um, my dog, Frida. She's um, rather excited because I've come home. <laughs> oh, here she comes. All right, <laughs> speak of the devil. Here she comes. Right, um, but yes, shall we just dive in? Okay, yes. So this is the main theme by Yoris Deman. So we've got another one, but this is not 
a PS4 exclusive for a change. <laughs> hey, have you played this one? It depends which one you're about to talk about. Okay. Um, it would be the wonderful Skyrim. I think I think I've spent a few hours on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's great. I mean it's, it's quite old now, but I mean it's got the re-release on PS4 and Xbox One, etc. And then it's um, getting a VR release now at the end of the year. Is it? I did not know that. Yeah, I'm getting a VR. Well, that'll be like the fifth release. So they keep on bringing it out and out, and but every time they seem to make it better and add things. Yeah. It's definitely worth it though. Hopefully they'll announce you know the next one at uh, next year's. Um, EGX, etc., or whatever. Oh, that would be good. Mm. Um, I love it. It's just a great. It's a great game that you can d- dip in, dip out of. You know, <laughs> I mean, what can you say about the music that we haven't said before, or anybody else hasn't said before? Jeremy Saul, he is a god amongst men when it comes to composing. Just the, the, the stuff that he does is just mesmerizingly fantastic. Um, he does it right as well, like it fits the game perfectly. Yeah, there's nothing nicer than kind of just wandering through the countryside in Skyrim and then suddenly that, you know, the repeated main theme comes through and it's just so gentle and just so perfect for the moment, you know. And then a dragon appears. Yeah, and then kills you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> this is called The Dragonborn Comes. And it's a bit more kind of up-tempo for me. Um, as, as you know, that Andy and I certainly have our different tastes, where I go for the more gentler stuff and Andy goes for the more kind of rockier, kind of angrier, kind of, you know, stuff. But this time it's me. Um, <laughs> so this is Jeremy Soule in the Swedish Symphony Orchestra with The Dragonborn Comes.
Did you know about that one, about the Dragonborn Comes? It's the name of a popular song in Skyrim, um, and it's the one that the bards play, so most bards will play it to you. So I thought that was interesting. It's not one that's actually in the soundtrack. It's one that you go and ask a bard in the game to play ah, to you. Yeah, that's where it comes from. That's fantastic. I did not know that. No, I didn't until I did a bit of research. I was like, I haven't heard this song before. Where, where is that? I'd seen it on YouTube, and I thought, that's a brilliant. So I thought I'd have to... Um get it played so there we go there you go folks that's something you learn every day okay so the next game we're talking about is the second in the series it's dishonored 2 and i haven't played this one i played dishonored 1 quite a lot and loved it but never quite got around to playing this one have you played it yes i'm playing it at the moment um and it is it's just fantastic it takes all the really good bits from one and kind of adds to them um, and the story is really quite engaging. Uh, I didn't quite get it to begin with, and then, honestly, maybe a level or two in, and it just clicks. Hmm. I like the way in the first one, I assume it's the same with the second, you can sort of take the mission, how you, like approach it how you want to approach it, and be sneaky, or just go in and just blow everything up if you want. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the patience to sneak, 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 do you know what I mean? Oh no, I love it because it just there's so much tension and you're like, oh, and then you go into and then you end up just blowing everything up anyway. But you have all the tension beforehand before you get caught. I'm just not very good at sneaking. I, yeah, I mean, I do try and sneak, but then somebody catches me and I'm like, oh, brilliant. I've just got five people trying to kill me now, so I'll just kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> so the score for this one's really good um, by Daniel Licht. So it's like a hybrid score. Um He's, he's the guy who did the music for Dexter, the TV series as well. Ah. Um, you can kind of hear that in there. And it, to me, this track uh, that we're going to play sounds really like the music from uh, Sherlock. And I think it's because of that, I'm trying to think of the instrument, uh, Symbolum? Yeah, the kind of, yeah, the chime kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one where they hit with the sort of the mallets, the stringed instrument. It's that that makes it sound like Sherlock to me and gives it kind of that mysterious sound. But it's got like all the synthy electronic stuff in as well. So nice hybrid score. And actually, funny you should say that, we do have a track that we are playing later on that could be quite similar. Mmm, we do. But anyway, this is the main theme from Dishonored 2. Oh, and if you're interested, you can pick it up at the moment um, for about 15 quid. So it's a right bargain. Um, so there you go. Here is Daniel Licht with Dishonored 2.
Now, this particular game um, has to be one of my favourites of this year so far. It's only been released a few months ago, um, and it's coming out on the Switch before the end of the year. Uh, I've seen it just today, actually. There's a special edition f um, being released, which has got like the soundtrack, it's got a, a map, it's got all these lovely little bits and pieces, and it looks fantastic. Quite tempted to pick it up myself, actually. But this is, the game is called Rhyme. Um, I've had my eye on it for a number of years, actually, because it was in development for ages, and then kind of the the dev company just kind of, you know, it, it kind of went a bit wrong. and it, They it, just pulled the plug a bit, didn't they? It yeah. was Microsoft, I think. Yeah. And then somebody else picked it up and kind of started from scratch, from what I understand. Built it all up again and kind of, you know, and here we are, it's been released. Which is something I genuinely didn't think it would be. But I'm so glad it has been because, as I said, it's definitely one of my highlights of the year so far. Um, the score, again, is on Spotify. It's by a chap called David Garcia Diaz. And he's lovely. Um, we are hoping, actually, here's an exclusive, folks. We are hoping to have David on the show in the next um, couple of weeks, a um, couple of episodes. Um, he has agreed to it, so it's just pinning one another down and kind of organising the chat. But, um, I, again, I would urge you, you know, get it downloaded on your Xbox One, your PC, or your um, PS4. Um, or if you want to wait, you can get it on the Switch in a few months' time. Um, it is fantastic. It's beautiful. It does look good. It looks. Uh, it's very sort of Zelda-like. It's like even with the sort of the plot as well. Um, sort of young boy washed up on a mystical island. It's all very Zelda-y. Definitely. I mean, you the beginning. It, it really does throw you in the deep end. You're literally washed up on the shore. He wobbles to his feet, um, and then that's you. Off you pop. There's no explanation about controls. You just kind of, you you will get to learn those along the way. Um, they're very simplistic. Um, it is very kind of puzzle light, but it's wonderful to play. It really is. I, it comes in probably at around eight hours, um, but worth every single penny, without a question. And I haven't seen a score for a game in quite a time that is so massive in comparison like if you look on spotify there's something like 38 40 tracks Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> let's just think about the amount of work to put into that as well exactly it's an insane amount of work i would imagine i would say with this with this track we're going to listen to um i'd recommend people go and look it up on youtube because people have put up the translation of the lyrics on there because it's sung in Spanish this one isn't it yes yes yeah so people have put up the translation of the lyrics which sort of adds an emotional context to the song especially if you played the game as well yeah um I think I can't say anything more about it than the premise of you're washed up on a on an island and you have to try and you know see what happened um it's a wonderful experience and I think this particular track the song of the sea by David is really beautiful um, yeah, go source it out on YouTube and get the um, the meaning of the lyrics. Unless you know Spanish, obviously, then you're fine. But um, yeah, <laughs> this one is the Song of the Sea by David Garcia Diaz. Viento a viento va el sueño del mar Viento a viento va Viento a 
So this next game is another one. It looks a bit sort of haunting, really.、Um, yeah, it's quite. It's it's a walking simulator, but it looks really like all walking simulators just looks really emotional and almost harrowing. The actual setting for this, it's、uh, the game is called The Town of Light, and the setting is in an Italian,、um, basically, mental health hospital. That's now closed, shut down,、um, and the story is basically you're going back to see what's happened in this place, and、um, it's really quite creepy. And it's not, you know, there's no jump scares in it, but it is quite. You can almost feel the atmosphere in the actual hospital. It's really weird. Yeah, and it, it's about a 16-year-old girl who suffers from symptoms of mental illness,、um, and she's sort of yeah going back and having a look and. Almost reliving and going through all the stuff again. Yeah, totally.、Yeah. And it's really quite strange because it 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 flicks、um, on occasion from first person to third person in narrative. So that's quite a bit. Takes a little bit to get used to, but it's really, really something to experience.、Um, something completely different from any of the other kind of walking simulators I've played. Another again, it was released only a few months ago. I've got a review actually coming up on、um, Dortunes dot com this week.、Uh, we've just released a review for Rhyme. Actually, just just reminded me. But、um, who's the composers for this? We've got、uh, Armod, Aspect Void, Lidfrid, and David Antonini. I think that's I think that's the entire list. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the actual track is called "The Town of Light." It's longer than I thought. I'm probably about four or five hours in.、Um, it's really enjoyable. You get cutscenes. You, you know, you can explore the pretty much the whole place.、Um, well, the cutscenes are sort of hand drawn as well. A lot of them aren't they? Yes, yes.、Mm. They're not animated. They look really nice. Yeah, they're gorgeous, and that's what I mean. It's it's slightly different from anything that I've played previously. Like、I did、um, the most recent one I played was Edith Finch, and that's completely different, and that is spectacular.、Um, I can't recommend that enough. And again, you know, I would say if you like kind of walking simulators, you're not going to be let down by the, the Town of Light, and particularly the soundtrack is quite something because it's quite haunting in a way. Obviously, with I think、yeah. the kind of subject matter at hand. And this, I think, the track we're about to listen to is sung from the perspective of the girl of the character. Yeah, which makes it just even more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little bit different. So anyway,、um, this is the town of light. Not even myself. 
So now we've got a game that is very, I don't know, it's very like Marmite, is, am I correct? Some uh, people love it, some people yes. hate well, I, it. I think everyone hates it in their own special way. But I think they, but I think they also, I think everyone loves it as well, really. <laughs> Deep down somewhere. And what game are we talking about? We're talking about Dark Souls 3. Yes, yes, even I'm currently playing it. Um, I am stuck on it uh, at a boss because he's an absolute twat. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that I'm enjoying and not enjoying it. Like, for example, the other day I played it um, and I kind of went for a bit of a wander um, instead of going into the boss. And I actually found a shortcut from the very beginning of the bit where I was at that it opened up. So fantastic. Yeah, there are lots of those around and sort of you might just bash some boxes and realise you could cut out a whole section. Yeah, I um, I went down a sewer or what, I, I, what, what appears to be some sort of sewer and there was like a big fog and I walked through it and I got attacked by loads of rats, particularly <laughs> a giant one. So I screamed, I actually did scream <laughs> and ran backwards and then kind of composed myself and then went in and did them all and then opened the door. So yeah. <laughs> I quite got on with it and got quite far in, but then I've sold my 360 and that was on the hard drive, so that's gone. Um, two, I've been kind of dipping in and out of. It is definitely a PS3 upscale, though, on the PS4. You know, I think 3 has kind of veered a little bit more towards Bloodborne, and you know how much I love Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> the 3 is also, it's really it's just gothic and dark and the thing i found most about it is it's lonely like you're just walking by yourself and you've there's not that much music playing a lot of the time it's only when you meet a boss or something then it really kicks in but most of the time just walking around by yourself and trying not to die yeah um and it was released last year i'm currently stuck on the great rotted tree norwood or something like that a big great rotted tree that just sits on you which is fantastic <laughs> But I will beat him. If I can beat the other bosses before him, I can beat him. Well, it's always, it is fun to, um, have you tried playing with a friend yet? Inviting someone to the game? No, not yet. I need to try uh, and do that. I couldn't figure out how to do it the other day, so... They, they do make it difficult. You like, have to put a sign down on the ground and tell your friend that you're there and they have to go to the same point and see the sign and then they'll appear. But when they do appear and when they do come in, it, it's, it makes it much more fun. Yeah. Because your friend might go running off and doing something or they get sort of trapped by a whole load of enemies and you're shouting at each other down the headsets and then you both die, of course. Yep. But then you try again. It's weird because I found Bloodborne was like that. I found playing Bloodborne with a friend was fantastic. Mostly for the bosses, but... Because <laughs> I'm useless. No, but... Yeah, Bloodborne with a friend, it was fantastic and I can't wait to try Dark Souls 3 with a friend. Um, I don't know whether you've seen, but there's been an announcement recently that they're releasing the Dark Souls 1, 2 and 3 in a box set, the soundtracks on vinyl, and they are... I did, I saw that today. Incredible. That's, oof, looks yeah. good. Yeah, not cheap, but nice, definitely nice. It's something that I'm tempted, because I love, if there's, something I, if there's one thing I love, it's coloured vinyl. Oh, yeah. I, I have a record player, I have a little collection but um, I just it they're not, they're not plugged in at the moment, so it takes me a long time to think. Right, I'm going to listen to some vinyl. That's the only trouble I have. So I decided when I move out of this flat, then I'm going to have a little music room, and the record player will be set up, and it will be plugged in. It will be ready to go. And then you'll just be end up buying more vinyl. Oh yeah, of course. And then I'll be a collector, and then I'll yeah, it will just get out of hand. <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, this is again. This is the main menu theme, and it's by Yuka Kitamura. Enjoy.
So this next one, the track itself is, way to describe it, very cheesy and over the top, but really fun <laughs> and like a perfect fit. Yeah, so I, well, I should probably say the game we're talking about is uh, Bayonetta 2. So com yeah, completely over the top, action-packed game, running around and yeah, just killing everything in sight. Yeah, and there's not any other game that I know of that you use your hair to kill people? No, that's not a, not a tactic people use that often. Funny that. But um, this was exclusive to the Wii U. Um, I'm really hoping that uh, Bayonetta 3 comes out because it crackens at the games. Um, I loved the original, um, although it was frustrating to a point. And kind of, I think Bayonetta 2 kind of follows in the vein where it gets you get stuck at a part or a boss and it's like, I'm going to snap the controller. But... <laughs> Take a step back, take a breather, do it again, and you can do it. You know, it is absolutely doable. But fantastic games. You know, and I think Masami Ueda and the team that created the soundtracks just inspired. Because it is, it's, as you said, it's like a crazy game. You know, um, there's so much going on at all times that I think the soundtrack really does, in this instance, kind of mirror it. It just carries you along and keeps on, like, just going full-on action and energy. Yeah, totally, totally. It, I don't know why, but it reminds me, the kind of music reminds me almost like being in a karaoke bar in, in Tokyo. Oh, is that an experience you've had? No, but I'd love to. <laughs> it would be cool, wouldn't it? It's just a bit far to go. No. Well, see, the thing is, if I went to Tokyo, I'd have to take thousands of pounds and about three <laughs> extra suitcases. And then pay for an extra, like, extra luggage, an extra seat on the way back. Yep, 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 totally. <laughs> the guy who did the music for this, um, Masami, he also did the music for the early Resident Evil games. Oh, see. So it's got that sort of... I know this game's not, you know, as dark as that, but it's that still kind of slightly... I don't know, slightly gothic kind of... Yeah, I mean, because yeah. what Bayonetta uses, is you look at the, kind of the relationship between the kind of the good and bad, so you've got angels and demons, and that's who the bosses are kind of thing and it that's not a spoiler that's you know from Bayonetta mm. 1 and uh, it's really clever really really cleverly done they look at kind of almost like sins you know like gluttony and kind of you know things like that and they kind of work oh, through them yeah. the themes it's fantastic so yeah again if you get a chance to play it basically all the games that we mentioned tonight just play them all you know chips yeah. chips but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might not get no sleep for a few months. Hey, oh, you know. Well, I think it'd be worth it, though, wouldn't it? Totally. Anyway, <laughs> so this is Tomorrow Is Mine.
On to a, another game that I played. I bought it on release. Um, this one is kind of the spiritual successor to Resident Evil when it was good. Um, oh, obviously controversial. That, I know that discounts number seven because yeah, that is fantastic, and I really want to play that, but absolutely not in VR. Mm-mm-mm. Oh no, that I couldn't deal with that. I'm, I want VR to be nice and relaxing, and just want to experience. I have nice experiences, but no. Yeah, no, no way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the game in spe- that we're speaking about now is The Evil Within. Um, this was released in two thousand and fourteen. It was composed by Masafumi Takeda. It's basically yeah, you know, it's Resident Evil just skinned slightly differently. Um, the story is crackers. It's really dark. It is quite scary in parts. There is at least two parts that honestly will have you heading towards the loop. Terrifying. Like, to the point where I'm screaming more than playing it. You know? <laughs> so I just watched the um, sort of the first 20 minutes of gameplay to kind of see what it was about and everything, and just watching it, it was creepy as hell. It was horrible. It really is. Um, so... <laughs> And they've only just announced The Evil Within 2, and that looks even crazier. So I can't wait. That comes out on Friday the 13th in October. Um, the track that we're actually going to play today is called Crude Contraption. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> you just need to you need to experience The Evil Within. Um, you can get it on the PSN at the minute, I know, for £9. Um, and the DLC, which is apparently brilliant. Um, for another five so for 14 quid you've got at least 10 to f- probably 15 hours or more of gameplay um, a bargain. yeah totally so you're talking about a pound an hour that's cheap more than i got paid my first job Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is crude contraption by masafumi takeda
Um, we are on to our last track of the evening. Um, but this one is particularly special. Um, as I mentioned on the Twitters, um, this is actually from a game that's not even been released. It's from the Chinese Room's new game for Google VR. Yeah, for Google Daydream it's called, isn't Daydream, it? Daydream, sorry. Yeah. It's called, the game itself is called So Let Us Melt. Um, it is by our wonderful friend Jessica, Jessica Curry. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've spent probably about the last week and a half trying to pick a particular track from the soundtrack um, to play. And I kept coming back to this one. I think with the difference between So Let Us Melt and everything, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is that it is that kind of... There's a kind of amalgamation between the classical and then the kind of technical side. So you've got quite kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, hybrid. Hybrid, the there you go, yes. Yeah. Well, this track's got a really interesting synth that sort of just comes in a little bit of the way through and it kind of stood out from the rest of it. It's really interesting. Exactly, and it's just... It's so different, certain to Jessica's previous stuff, um, which has basically all been kind of, you know, the, the traditional... Um, soundtrack with the strings and you know the brass and the wind and uh, sections etc obviously this is more of a hybrid um, and I'm really excited to see what exactly is it what's going on yeah you know this this is one thing that might get me to you know switch from the iPhone if this game's good enough then I might because I'm you know doing upgrade I might have to go to Android and get Google Daydream just to play this absolutely um, you can't really go wrong, but I mean, I'm. It's really strange in this house. It's very fifty-fifty. Um, I'm very much Android because I've got an Android um, phone and an Android tablet, and then the other half is very much iPhone, iPad, and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> as long as it works, that's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I love my Android. It's great. I find it um, so kind of user-friendly, shall we say. Um, <laughs> I think particularly going back to kind of Soul Out's Melt, it's been a huge honour to be given the chance to play this because this isn't just an exclusive, this is a world exclusive. Never been played outside of, you know, Jessica's home, you know, um, outside of the Chinese room. Almost nobody has heard it. Um, so I first want to say thank you, huge thank you to our wonderful friend Jessica for allowing me to, to have this moment to play this for you um, and also for uh, allowing me you know to, to hear the music that you will hear shortly for Soul Out Melt in its entirety um, it's something else again I really hope it touches people in the way that everybody's gone to the rapture seemed to um, it is again it's something really special and something that you won't hear anything like it you know, for quite some time, mm. if at all. Um, and I think for now, what we should really do is kind of what we're going to do is just say ta-ta and we're going to let you enjoy the six and a bit minutes of um, the track called Anything for Canopsia. I had to check how that was said earlier on because I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, I, I, I had to, um, I looked up what the word meant. I thought that would be interesting. Um, Forgotten, what does it mean again? Uh, it's like the eerie sort of forlorn atmosphere of a place that's like usually bustling with people, but is now completely abandoned and quiet, like a school hallway in the evening or something like that. It's that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, or like a you know central station when when it's closed, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's just empty when it should be bustling. Yeah. Um, well, obviously you can get me on the Twitter um, at Evil Noob or. You know, you're more than welcome. We love getting um, requests. So send them all in to at Dortunes or me at Evil New. Um, again, I want to say thank you to the Chinese Room, to Jessica, and again to my lovely co-host, Will. Thank you very much for having me on. Yes, no no worries. Thank you very much for agreeing. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks with a really exciting interview, but I'm not going to say who because we need to kind of you know, dot the I's and cross the T's for the moment. So um, we will be back in two weeks. Um, and 
we will see you then. And for now, here is Anything for Canopsia by Jessica Curry from the upcoming game, So Let Us Melt from the Chinese Room. Bye.